What do you want to pursue in your career? What do you want your life to look like? What type of people do you want surrounding you? Sometimes being in a relationship or constantly dating and focusing on them and their wants and what they're pursuing and who's in their friendship circle can really blur that. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam and Emma, here with another episode of Before, Before We Make It. it. Whoop, whoop. And today we are here with an amazing health, wellness, and lifestyle content creator and host of the Morning Ray podcast, Alana Bloomberg. It's Alana, but obviously, like so many people call me everything. I really don't mind. Don't you worry. But hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Alana. I actually interviewed Alana over at Radically Honest before, and it was a great episode, so definitely check that out. But we're so excited for you to grace our Lifestyle Entertainment podcast for all of our ladies out there and guys. But can you tell us a little more about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Alana, or I like to say you can call me Lanny. I'm 21 years old from Toronto, Canada, so I'm a Canadian, but my family is actually originally from South Africa, so I have South African roots in me. I grew up dancing competitively. I did everything under the sun from jazz to tap to ballet, hip-hop, contemporary, you name it. And now I'm currently wrapping up my undergraduate degree in a Bachelor of Commerce with a major in marketing and a minor in retail management at Ryerson University in Toronto. Toronto. I work part-time at Lululemon as an educator and I have fallen in love with the company all over again. I'm currently on the look out for jobs and stuff with graduating, but right now I kind of have a side hustle. I have an Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and podcast where I post lifestyle, wellness, and health content. We also go into some relationship stuff, career advice, you name it. I'm kind of on everything, but yeah, that's me. You in a nutshell. Yeah, there's so much there to definitely unpack, but thank you so much again for being here. And I'm very sorry for mispronouncing your name. I've always seen it as like Lanny Buffet and Kenzie Elizabeth talks about you a lot. And so that's like how I always like heard your name was Lanny Buffet. (laughs) But anyway, with that, we can just go ahead and get into our first segment, Truly Obsessed. This is where we talk about all of our favorite products, anything that we've been loving lately. So I know you have a lot of amazing products that you're always posting about. You can go ahead and take it away. Right now, in a general scheme of things, I'm beyond obsessed with crewnecks and hoodies, more so like on the oversized. I feel like everyone's obsessed with it, especially with like quarantine and like COVID and all of that. But I'm obsessed with them. I love the ones from Aritzia. And then beauty products. I'm in love with all things clean beauty. I have fallen in love with the brand Ilia, I believe it's pronounced. I love their, I think it's called the Limitless Lash Mascara. It goes on so nicely. I also recently tried out their brow gel and it's beautiful. Those are things I'm loving right now. And of course, iced coffee as it gets warmer here in Toronto. Love, love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. What I is mean, your iced coffee order? I'm so curious. 
Okay, I have multiple different ones. I'll tell you the one that I ordered today. I got a shaken um, espresso on ice. Ooh. I made it blonde and I changed it to a stretto shot, which is what's in a flat white. So the way it's brewed, I'm like a coffee connoisseur or so whatever. So <laughs> the way that it's brewed is like a lot creamier and smoother. And then I added almond milk because I don't have dairy. And I got one pump of honey blend because I love that liquid sweetener from Starbucks. But it's so delicious. That's I've never it. tried. Yeah, Honey that blend liquid sweetener. Wow. I feel like that's going to change my life because I'm such a fan of like the honey taste and anything like that flavoring. You're going to have to email that to us because yes. we're always <laughs> trying new drinks at Starbucks, but love yeah, that. For sure. And for my truly obsessed, I've been really into collared shirts recently. So anything with a collar, I found this really cute, like light orange Zara, like very inexpensive top that was like collared and like a little V-neck. I think those are so cute. And again, on Princess Polly, you find all the trendy items and anything with a collar or anything with some sort of like a little quarter zip super cute and loving that style and then as far as beauty the silly george lash serum i can't believe i haven't talked about this yet on this podcast but it is the only thing that could take my stubby lashes and actually grow them to a noticeable length like it was amazing and i just got to replenish like i got picked up an order today so I've been obsessed with those. And last but not least, color contacts. I'm such a stan. Like I love just having that as an additional accessory. And Hapa Kristen, H-A-P-A, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Great online store from South Korea and seriously love their contacts. Lots of eye products. I was like the lash serum, the <laughs> color contacts. Okay, yep. so last night, I know this is a very recent truly obsession, but last night I started this show called Couples Therapy. It's on Showtime. And it's about these real couples that are going to like an actual couples therapist. It is so interesting and so binge worthy. So everyone has been talking about it on social media. Like Alexandra Cooper talked a lot about it. She was obsessed with it. So highly recommend. I went through three episodes really fast. It's insane. And then as far as products goes, I've been loving the Glow Recipe Blueberry Bounce Cleanser. Oof. It's just so gentle and I'm almost out of it just because I've used it so much. It smells amazing. And it's just one of those like easy cleansers, takes off some of your makeup that's left over. So I've been loving that. Their packaging is really cute. Yeah, too. their packaging like, is yeah. gorgeous. Stuff. And then the last thing is breakfast smoothies. So I actually got a recipe from Abby Aslan. Mm. Super quick. I'm going to go through it really fast. Please don't hate me. But it's banana, oats, almond milk, peanut butter, a little bit of espresso, and cinnamon. Mm. Please make it, you guys. Like, I will literally post this recipe. So good. Just to, like, I don't know, start your morning off right. Like, it just, it's the best thing ever. So I've had, like, four this week. Alana, are you a Smoothie King fan? We don't have Smoothie King, Whoa. but I want to try it. We have like Booster Juice, Jamba Juice, I think you guys also have, mm -hmm. but that's about it. Like at least in Toronto, it's a lot more smaller chains, but no, I haven't tried it and I always see Kenzie Elizabeth ordering it and I just want to try it. <laughs> yeah, that's we've been- so funny. <laughs> well, we've this been is a debate. No, it's a debate because like- People will think that Smoothie King is like the healthiest thing in the world. Like, let's go get like a fruit smoothie. It's protein. Like yeah. And it's like, obviously, it's, it's really bad. Like, they're so sugary. Like, they put these like fake juice blends in some of them. I think some like recipes are cleaner than others. But it's just so funny because people think that it's the epitome of health and that others are like, no. Like, I it's mean, just literally treat. It's good, though. Yeah. When I want to get a smoothie, I actually want to like blend it out like in my blender, you know, like get the spinach and get the acai or whatever and have it be like fresh. It's just so funny how there's all this hype around it 
And it's not necessarily like all natural or all organic, like the best for your body, but it's good. It's good. It's still good. It's better than yeah. like a milkshake, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, definitely better than a milkshake. Do you guys have booster juice? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. that's like, I guess that's our Smoothie King because there's like this mixed like connotation like, oh, it's so healthy. But then what are these like bags and mysterious objects they're putting in my smoothie? Gotcha. Yeah, booster wow. juice. It sounds like it would be like a fresh pressed juicery, but it's literally like the same thing as our Smoothie King. That's so interesting. Okay, Smoothie Talk aside. Let's talk about dating. Let's get to it. I am currently single, recently single, I guess you could say. Like it's about a month and a bit. I've never had a boyfriend. I've been close to, I've had almost the last relationship I was in was probably like the closest thing to it. We had been seeing each other for around three months. I honestly just think he got cold feet. I don't know. I have started seeing people obviously like very safe. We're in like full lockdown here in Toronto. So it is definitely a struggle. I went on one day after like, I think it was like a week or two after us breaking up as like, I'm just going to jump right back in here. Like I need to show myself there's other guys and that I can have fun. And even if it's just like we have dinner once and then bye-bye, like it's an experience. And we're still talking a little bit and like there's been like complications because I got sick with COVID and everything, but we're still talking and I don't know. I like to have multiple guys in my roster, whether I'm talking to them or going on dates with them. I like to think with the abundance mindset. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like that you said roster so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny because I saw this TikTok where it was like, what do you want? And this girl was like listing off all these things. Like, do you want a relationship? Do you want friends with benefits? Like, what do you want? And she literally said no to all of them at the at the end. She was like, so you want attention? And you were like, yes, that's it. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one. And and it's so funny because first of all, let's destigmatize the whole like, oh, you had to have like so many relationships by your 20s or something because mm-hmm. I totally think that's untrue. And I totally respect your independence because I've also been single, you know, no, nothing even close to a relationship. Like I didn't even have almost or whatever, probably until I was 21. And as far as your complications of virtual dating, like how do you even do that? How do you virtually date in the lockdown Canada right now? Okay, so I saw the guy in person. It was like when things had started to open up. So I don't know if you know the situation here in Ontario, but we've been in and out of lockdown. So we went for dinner and had an actual date, but I have done the FaceTime date. It is a little bit awkward. It depends on the person, what their social skills are like, what your social skills are like, um, your ability to open up and how fast you're able to open up. I actually have like FaceTime date planned with this guy that I went on an actual date with. I like proposed it like, why don't we have like drinks plus me plus you plus FaceTime equals date question mark. And I've always been very straightforward. You have to be like sure and confident that you actually really like that person, especially if you're going to go and meet them up in person. It's definitely harder to meet people. So I go in and out of using dating apps. The two I have are Hinge. And then I also have Locks Club. Um, I had Raya for a little bit. Locks Club and Raya are exclusive dating apps like you have to get approved to be on them locks club is predominantly jewish individuals so i'm jewish i definitely am not against dating apps but i also don't love them yeah honestly i'm glad you brought dating apps up first of all had not heard of is it locks club 
Yes. That's so interesting. Wow. I know that like Brooke Michio is on Jewish dating apps. I'm just not really sure like which ones or like how many there are. So Brooke is on Locks Club. That's where I found out about it. It is not geographic based. So I get individuals coming up from New York, LA, all over in the States, some in UK. Um, And you get limited amounts of like people you can swipe through. I think it's like about like between five to 10, which I kind of like because then you're not mindlessly swiping. And like, that's a lot more realistic of how you would actually go about scouting someone at a bar. Yeah, Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, honestly, dating apps can be the most frustrating thing in the world because just for that point, exactly. It's this like infinite scrolling thing. And then you're just like, nope, 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 nope. Got to delete the app. And then you have to re-download it to get like fresh new matches. It's just, it's a whole thing. Okay, so you're kind of like talking to someone. Are you still like on the dating apps? Are you not? Like, do you have them always downloaded or are you kind of like infrequent with them? Okay, so I have them downloaded. Locks Club, I'm actually like an influencer or affiliate for. I promote them sometimes, but it's very like post when you feel like it. Um, but I did genuinely want to download the app and then I just like scored myself this, which is really awesome. Hinge, I have a very strong like-hate <laughs> relationship with. Um, I'm always like deleting it and re-downloading it, pausing my profile, unpausing my profile, but I still have them on my phone. I go on them sometimes. I'm really not like an active user because I really don't love it. I feel like I get too caught up in like, is he hot enough? Is he attractive enough? Does Is he tall enough? Um, is the age gap like what I want it to be as opposed to when in reality and in person, I'm such a personality overlooks. Like, yes, I would like you to be physically attracted to you, but if you're boring me, if you're not like motivating me, if you're not self-driven and have your own pursuit in life, then I get bored. I love that you said that so much because I have never been on a dating app, like full disclosure. I I know that's kind of wild, but I do think there's a huge component of like build your own man kind of thing. It's like build a bear, but for dating. And it just makes you pick apart these things when you are not even introspectively clear of like what you have to offer. You know, it's almost like expecting unrealistic perfection and the opposite gender and then having them check off like all these things before you even consider talking to them. Mm -hmm. But that conversational piece, that personality, it's so, so important. Dating apps can be very superficial. So I'm Mm -hmm. not a huge proponent of them, but I have seen successful stories, you know, like friends that have gotten engaged to people off of dating apps. And I think it's wonderful for that. It definitely reminds me of like in Princess Diaries when they're on the, (laughs) like they're watching on the screen and they're clicking through all of the different options for her potential suitor. It's literally like that, but on your phone. And it sort of gives you this like falsified freedom to be like, extra extra picky and that's why I find myself saying no to like every single guy on there because first of all like a picture really doesn't do a lot of guys justice especially because some people don't know what pictures flatter them and which ones don't like (laughs) especially guys no it's true and then you always like show your friends their profile and you're like no I swear like this is a bad picture of him like don't worry but it's just like they don't know sometimes so it's so funny it's just one of those things that is either hot or cold. Like I'm the same way. I'm always unpausing and then pausing my profile, especially with Hinge. Yes. Because yeah, it's really <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> Segwaying into dating yourself and the concept of like focusing more on just growing you. Like, yes, you can have casual dating and that's, you know, something that's part of your life. But the main focus is to prioritize yourself, first of all, and always like 
make sure that you're showing up for you. So what do you think it means to date yourself? I think it's really important to know how to be comfortable and be okay with being comfortable with being alone, whether it be like physically like I'm alone right now or you're living alone or you go out and do things by yourself. So many of us, whether it be a relationship or a more platonic friendship, rely on others to go grab coffee, go do our grocery shopping, um, to make decisions. I think it's really important to be able to do those things independently and have the confidence, have the self-esteem to be able to do that. I think it's also really important to love yourself, to really value yourself and know your worth and know that you are such a catch. And unfortunately, that comes from being alone and that comes from not dating someone. You're not always going to have a hype man to be like, oh, Alana is like so smart. She's so driven. She's so hardworking. She's killing it at life. Like, okay, that sounds really cocky, but you get what I'm saying. Like no one's going to always be there. Like you need to be your own hype man. And I think in dating yourself and learning to love yourself, like that's where you get that. It's really important to focus on yourself and what you want out of life, not what someone else is telling you. What do you want to pursue in your career? What do you want your life to look like? What type of people do you want surrounding you? Sometimes being in a relationship or constantly dating and focusing on them and their wants and what they're pursuing and who's in their friendship circle can really blur that. I love that so much because my self-love journey has had so many rough patches, so many ups and downs. You really grapple with your own insecurity and self-doubt. But there's one point where even if every single person in the world doubts you and wants to suppress you, especially when you're in high school or something and people can be mean, I think it's so important to be the most uplifting team member to yourself because technically we're all a team of one. And yes, that other person, that significant other can enlighten you to other ways that you're amazing. At the end of the day, like you are the only one that's fueling your own confidence. What would you say to like someone in a situation who is sort of finding themselves losing that piece of who they are? I think it's important to tap into your friends that you do have. I know a lot of my girlfriends have distanced themselves and have gotten so wrapped up that they don't even talk or reach out to their friends anymore. I know I've seen my sister do it um, through her relationship and eventually you do wake up and if you are finding yourself waking up being like, I like totally got lost in this relationship and forgot about who I was and who I was before this relationship, um, I think it's really important to go back to those friendships if you can. Like hopefully you still have good terms with those friends, um, but they can really help ground you and bring you back to who you were before and that independence that you used to have. Find out what you like to do. Encourage yourself to maybe start with once a week, one activity you go out and do completely alone or decide, okay, um, I'm going to spend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with my significant other. But on Monday, I'm going to see Jessica. On Tuesday, I'm going to have a FaceTime date with Sophie. Wednesday is going to be for me and figuring out whatever I want to do. Maybe it's going to a workout class. Thursday is going to be spending time with my sister or my siblings. Just so that you're still touching all those bases, you can still have a relationship and be involved in everything that you were before the relationship. So I think it's important to separate your lives and to stress that you have like your own life and to encourage each other to be independent. And I think it's important to have these conversations with your partner and to be open about it because 
they're just as much in this relationship as you are and they need to be independent as much as you do. Yeah. That almost makes a relationship so much better just in general, like looking at your relationship from sort of like a third party point of view, like, hey, we're being really healthy about this. Like we're both prioritizing time with our friends or prioritizing time with ourselves and we could be like strong people as individuals and then we come together. It's like even better Mm -hmm. as opposed to the opposite of like only spending time with each other. It seems kind of sad to like only have that one person Yeah. And sometimes you literally pour everything into supporting one individual and you're not getting that support back. It's so important to be equal in friendships and relationships and all kinds of people that you have in your life and that you give to. Because if you're giving to that person and they're not giving back, but they're still taking from you, like that's indicative of the fact that your time is somewhat being taken advantage of in a way. And when it comes to dating yourself, like that's when you have to prioritize, okay, like, would I recommend my friend stay in this relationship in the one that I'm in? You know, like, would my, would I recommend my friend do this and do that? Like, it's kind of like being a friend to yourself as well. How do you tangibly step back and be like, okay, am I treating myself well? And am I letting myself do things that are good for me, beneficial for me? So when I started seeing the guy that I was seeing before that I saw for three months, I made it very clear to my friends that I didn't want to become this girl that isolates herself and is only hanging out with her boyfriend or the guy that she's seeing. I wanted to still see them. I wanted to still have the relationships at the frequency of us communicating that we had before. And I said, if I ever go down this path, like you are pulling me right out. It made me realize, okay, I have to actively and proactively, especially like with us like still being in like a lockdown in Ontario, schedule out these plans. I typically saw him on the weekends. He lived in downtown Toronto. um, So it's around a 30 minute drive. So I would go like Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and I would be there until Sunday afternoon. But I would have like my friend Kenzie, like she would come and meet me downtown. And on Sunday morning, I'd be like, hey, to him, I'm just going to go grab coffee with Kenzie or I'm going to go on a walk with Kenzie. I saw her on Sundays before the relationship and I continue to do that whether she came and met me downtown or I left his early and I went to see her. Setting those like boundaries in place and having that open communication and being proactive about reaching out and making those plans. It's like accountability and not in like a bad way, like, oh, I have to go hang out with this friend in order to keep myself, you know, sane. But it's obviously an enjoyable thing. And I think that Mm -hmm. if you have those people in your corner that like you tell them, hey, don't let me go down this path. Like, don't let me become this person. Then I think it just makes it so much less terrifying and so much less of an intimidating thing. It seems like it would be so obvious. But I think, again, like when people fall into it, that's not really at the forefront of their mind. So what about if you're a freshman, someone going into college, you know, someone that is dealing with this new realm of dating and a dating pool suddenly expanded to like 60,000 people, for example, if you go to our university, what do you recommend they do to start building their confidence? Because a lot of people can be, you know, sometimes very down on themselves. And that's like the worst person that you would want to date, right? Like someone that literally makes you feel terrible. But sometimes people do that to themselves, especially when you're, you know, like brought into this pool of people and you're comparing yourself constantly. Get rid of everyone else's expectations because that's where your expectations come from. As actually... I'm talking to my therapist about this today because I hold such high expectations 
to myself. And she made me realize like those expectations come from society's expectations. Those come from your social circles expectations because you are wanting to please them and live up to whatever they're expecting you to be as a person. So I think it's really important to encourage yourself and continuously challenge yourself to let go of those expectations of, oh, what is so-and-so going to think of me for doing this? Or what if this happens? Or I should have done that, or I should have worn this, or I should have acted this way. Really let go of that and just be Mm -hmm. okay with who you are and what you're doing. The second I stopped caring so much about what I was posting on social media and stopped trying to be like this perfect person that doesn't exist, I felt so much more confident and my self-esteem went up. I know like that makes it sound super easy and straightforward. It's not. I still have moments where I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough or I can't go out and like speak to that person or that cute guy over there. And also just like having an abundance mindset. Yes, it's overwhelming. You have all these new faces, these new people that you could connect with, but Don't get so tied up once you find that one person you connect with because then you're going to obsess over that. You're going to think like you are restricted to that and that you're going to think in a scarcity mindset like, oh, I have to please them. I don't want to lose them. But if you have this abundance mindset, kind of like having a rouster of things before things get more serious with whoever you like the most and they like you the most, it can really help keep your headspace like clear and more positive. You're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to talk to my friend Jeff or I'm going to talk to my friend Daniel. Um, I recommend staying away from J names. Total joke, but I have no good experience with J names. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I always see that on Twitter all the time. Like J names can't do it. That is so funny. That's funny because my boyfriend starts with a J. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I forgot. (laughs) It's all variable, but honestly, you do you, girl. I support it. sort of talking more about like what you were saying earlier that you have to learn how to be okay being alone and sort of embracing that so there's FOMO and then there's a more recently coined term JOMO so joy of missing out and then FOMO if you guys don't know it's fear of missing out so when it comes to that sort of stuff I mean because everything's crazy in Canada right now too like you're on lockdown do you feel more like JOMO now that like it's sort of a forced thing to be inside and you can't really go out anyway I feel like a bit of both. So I'm at school in the city. A lot of my friends went away for school. I see them like going out and they were partying in their like, they like to call it like their bubble. It really wasn't a bubble. And like at moments I was like, I want to be drinking. I want to be having a fun time. I want to be with my friends. I want to be looking at cute guys. I also did have Jomo because I was like, I don't want to be like part of that. I don't want to be part of the issue. I don't really care for that anymore. Like I've always been, I like to call like an extroverted introvert. I love my alone time. But then I also do love going out and socializing. I do miss being able to go out, but because there isn't really much going on, I'm kind of like just enjoying like the more calm at home life. (laughs) Sometimes we even talk about missing, and this is going to sound so bad, like not to be insensitive, obviously, but quarantine one vibes, just because (laughs) like the whipped coffee, the TikTok trends, like everybody was going through the same thing. And so it felt kind of cozy in a way because you've been at home so much. Like what do you even do to entertain yourself besides school? Going to work is a highlight because I'm still able to do that. So going to the mall and working at Lulu and seeing my coworkers, which is essentially like my social time. I love working out. So like going on walks outside, listening to a podcast um, or doing Pilates or before I was sick as 
weightlifting a lot, but obviously right now I'm doing very low impact workouts. YouTube, I love my lifestyle vloggers, my beauty vloggers, like all of them. I love watching them. Lauren Elizabeth, Kenzie Elizabeth, Margot Lee, you name it, I'm watching them. Reading, I've gotten back into. I go through phases where I'm really obsessed. Um, Right now I'm reading Beach Read. It's so good. I love rom-coms. I was never a really big FaceTime gal, but now I definitely am. That's essentially it. I love that you're like taking the mundane everyday things and making them magical and fun because you know there is like magic to be found in simple things you know just making someone smile because they bought you know a pair of lulu leggings that they're <laughs> like obsessed with now you know like it's really about glamorizing the everyday and on that same note how do you romanticize your life in a way that is you know not confined by quarantine lockdown or anything because personally as an extrovert like I actually really did suffer during quarantine <laughs> one and it wasn't my favorite time and I, I struggled a lot with FOMO and with it, just like the things that I wanted to be doing, especially since, you know, internships getting canceled, etc. But you've made the most out of it. And you've built this audience online. It's great. I think it's really important to learn how to love your routines it doesn't have to be structured by per se, but having that morning routine that sets you up right and looking forward to it and enjoying every aspect of it, looking forward to that morning coffee, really learning how to love the mundane things in life, the little things, appreciating them, making them special. Don't just rush to make your coffee. Make your coffee exactly how you want to make it. Don't just rush to make your breakfast. Just learn to take time to appreciate it and make it fun and make it enjoyable. I think that's like so important. And yeah, sometimes it may be a bit timely or it could be a bit more costly. Like Say you invest in an espresso because you really like espresso coffee over instant coffee. So knowing what really brightens your day and learning to love those little things and appreciate them as you would the big events that we used to look forward to and kind of jump towards, I think is really important. Emma Chamberlain on her podcast, she was saying like, I used to live from big event to big event. And now I really appreciate like the little things in life. That was like eye-opening to me. I didn't realize we used to live from like, St. Patrick's to like my birthday to Jennifer's birthday and we would forget everything in between. I feel like quarantine has really taught us how to love the small day-to-day things and to appreciate the small things in life. That's so true in my Mm -hmm. life. Like, especially in college, you go through a lot of social circles and you're constantly going from event to event. Like, I literally resonated with that so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the little things in life, again, like are genuinely the most important, especially when you're talking about morning routines because uh, that's just like the best thing in the world, like getting up and giving yourself the grace to have a slower morning because it just sets up your entire day 10 billion times better. So what are like some ways that you like appreciate like the little things in life and ways that like you would recommend to romanticize your life? Some things that make me really happy is actually like looking put together. Like I love getting ready. I love, you know, putting on a cute makeup look, doing my hair, cute outfit, whatever. I love just taking some time to like organize my space. Just reorganizing is great. Going out for a walk, getting that sip of coffee with your roommate or cooking. Cooking meals have been really fun for me. Pinterest recipes are so fun. And then, 
just, I don't know, like the idea of taking some time to unwind is so nice. So yeah, those are like my things. And also I love sweets. So (laughs) if you could treat yourself after a long day of working hard with something sweet, then that's great, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. And I just wanted to bring more to it than just like the morning stuff in case like, you know, certain people can't wake up super early. I think that those little things are just, they just make life 10 times more enjoyable. And I mean, personally for me, it's so random, but it's like flowers in the apartment. I just want to recommend baby's breath flowers. I get like two new- She got me hooked. Yeah, they're the best. They take forever to die. And even when they get like sort of yellowish, like they still look good. We put them in wine bottles and they look great. And so they're I all think over just, our apartment. Yeah, like plant some flowers in your apartment. Just make it such a happy place. I do think that it's key to romanticizing your life and making even like your space like a very happy place to be. Like you don't necessarily have to go outside of your apartment. You probably should, <laughs> but definitely make sure that like your surroundings are a place that makes you happy. I mean, I guess we'll move into our last segment yes. enduring awkwardness we share short stories that make us relatable and human so Alana, will you take it away i can't think of one but i have had so many awkward encounters especially with working in retail i feel like i also always think a situation is awkward or like i said something awkward i don't know here i could start i could start <laughs> yes that could maybe trigger some memories okay so this happened recently guys and it was so embarrassing so you know how you always get calls from random people on your phone that are either like media marketers or you know just people that are trying to get your attention and I get so many calls for some reason recently I got a call I was like sitting down you know on my desk getting work done and it was from Houston and my recruiter for my company that I will be working at is from Houston but the name was weird. It was like Papa Dulos, but it was spelled very weird. It was like P-A-P-P-A-D-E-U-L-O-S. And like, and then it had like an X or something at the end. It was just so weird. And I was like very skeptical, but I was like, I'll just pick it up anyway. So I picked it up because as soon as I ended the call, they called me again. So I picked it up and I was like, just silent. And then nothing, right? And so I hang up immediately, super annoyed. <laughs> And then they call me again for the third time. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I pick it up and then I'm like, in the most annoyed voice ever, I feel so bad for this person. I was like, hello? And she goes, hello, is this Dasam? And I'm like, oh, wait, yes? And then she's like, oh, Dasam, yeah, I'm calling from your apartment complex. Like, we have a package for you to pick up. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I totally didn't think this was like a real, you know, a real call. And caller ID was super weird. Like, the last name was super weird. It was literally like Papa Chulo or something. And she literally goes, yeah, that's, you mean like Papa Delos? Cause that's my last name. It's Italian. Like this is awkward. And I was like, oh my, I'm so sorry. Like I literally butchered. Oh my gosh. It was so embarrassing. And she was like, yeah, it's fine. And then she was annoyed, obviously. And she was like, well, please come up with your package. It's been here for a while. And like, bye. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like I literally told her that her last name sounded like Papa Chulo, which if you know, it's like Spanish for, I don't know, like cute, like cute boy. Like Papa Chulo. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like Papa Chulo, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But it was fine. And yeah, that was my story. So my story is about periods and <laughs> it's a little TMI, but honestly, 
whatever, this is enduring awkwardness. So that's what we do. But I was in middle school and I had been very new to getting my period. I wasn't really familiar with like how often I needed to, you know, switch things out and all that good stuff. So one day I was in orchestra and I was wearing, I was in orchestras playing cello and I was wearing these really light, like khaki capris <laughs> with like pocket or oh, I think they're no. called cargo pants or whatever, but I was wearing those are really light. And suddenly like I look down and obviously like I'm stained and I'm just like, Ooh. okay, so we have to leave. And so I asked to go to the bathroom and I try to like leave. And mind you, in this orchestra class, for some reason, there was this group of like popular basketball boys that were in orchestra with me. <laughs> and so, and I had a crush on all of them. And one of them was in my cello section. So I was like, oh, look, I don't know what to do. I have to somehow get out of here without them seeing. So whatever, like I put my cello down, I run out, I'm like covering my butt the whole time, run to the nurse's office. And then when I get to the nurse's office, she has like this sort of enclosed desk area area so it's like her desk and then there's like this glass panel interesting and then on the other side of that there's like little couches for people to wait so I go behind the glass panel like no one can really see me besides her and I'm like look like you know this happened and she goes and um tries to get like pads and stuff for me and while she's (laughs) gone I'm waiting in her little area and I see another crush of mine. I don't know why I had so many crushes. They're all in the same group again. It's weird. <laughs> but I see another crush of mine come into the nurse's office and he's there for some like back check. I don't even know what it was. Oh, what but heck? I immediately drop down to the grounds and I'm like, okay, this is really bad. I go under her desk. I'm like crouching <laughs> under there like a strange little weirdo. And she comes back and she's like, what are you doing under there? Like super loud. Like he can hear her. It's a very small area. She's like, what are you doing under there? And I was like, no, I don't anything like don't say anything and it was just such a weird like scenario I don't even know what happened after that but I do remember it ending with me like trying to leave the the nurse's office by crawling out thinking that he wouldn't see me even though he definitely would because he was right by the door so I remember like crawling like a um, again like a weird kid trying to crawl out of the nurse's office and then he ends up seeing me and he's like what are you doing and I was like oh like nothing like it's fine like sorry I, don't, I, I like dropped something or whatever and then I just booked it out it was just one of those situations that felt like it could be in a Disney Channel episode or something okay so mine is kind of similar not as embarrassing like not on that level but I was in grade eight it's also a period story my period used to be really heavy and it was not fun And I had a math test and right before the math test, you know, I switched things out and was all set and ready to go. I finished the math test and I get up. I'm wearing gray sweatpants and I get up and know like you have those plastic chairs in like elementary school or whatever. And I look down at my chair (laughs) and there's a nice little surprise for me on the chair. And my best friend Marley is sitting next to me and obviously we're in the middle of a math test. We can't talk. And she's like, Alana, (laughs) all over my sweatpants. I had to get out of this class. Of course, my crush is in my class without anyone else realizing. And I don't have a change of pants. And it's like the middle of the day. (laughs) I remember I like try to keep my butt to like the wall, like as best as I could. And I grab my pencil case with me and like kind of like try to like awkwardly hold it behind my butt (laughs) to cover it but obviously like I've left like blood on the chair so I hand in my math test asked to go to the washroom I book it to the washroom I have my phone 
with me in my pencil case because we used to have to hide our phones. We weren't allowed them in elementary school. I think I had a Blackberry at the time. And I'm like texting my friend Marley. I'm like, Marley, like, I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) I don't have a change of clothes. And so one of the other girls who I wasn't that close with, like, ended up lending me like her, like her pants she had, like for gym class or something. But getting out of that classroom and like, I don't even remember what happened with the chair. I don't know. But gray sweatpants, never again. And I was always so anxious around that time of the month after that. That is insane. Okay, honestly, I think yours might be a little like worse than mine just because and the same thing happened to me with the chair too. Like the I know the exact chairs you're talking about and that definitely happened to me in eighth grade also. I don't know what it is, but I'm so sorry. At least someone came to the rescue. Like it really and truly, (laughs) I feel like girls are always there for each other when it comes to that stuff. Like you go to the bathroom and you you start unexpectedly and there's always that one girl like there with the tampon. (laughs) So no, I love, yeah, I love (laughs) that, but Thank you so much for sharing that story. That was actually a really good one. I love that story. Period stories are always the worst. And oh gosh, it's just an awkward face to be in. But Alana, thank you so much for being here today. Before we plug our socials, tell us where everyone can find you and support you in everything you're doing. Okay, so I don't know why I made it so complicated for myself, but I have a million handles. Um, my Instagram is at LannyBFit. That's L-A-N-I, the letter B, fit, F-I-T. And then and my TikTok is Alana Ray, A-L-L-A-N-A-R-A-E. And my podcast is Morning Ray. It's available on all streaming platforms. And my YouTube is just Alana Bloomberg. If you search Lanny Fit or Alana Ray, it still should come up. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And be sure to follow us at Before We Make It on Instagram. Stay tuned. We have new episodes every Thursday. And also join our Facebook group so we could talk about literally anything related to our episodes and any questions that you guys have about lifestyle, college, relationships, etc. Yeah. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us so much. So yeah, guys, thank you so much, Alana, for being here. And we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.